Raiders of the Fairies Puzzle Box contains completely immature material and vulgarity that would result in making your mother blush. If there are children in the room, you have about 30 seconds to get them to leave before you have to explain adult situations and words to them. If after listening to Raiders, you feel remorse or sorrow, just give it a while. It'll go away. Continue listening at your own risk. Episode 23 of Raiders to Fairies Puzzle Box. I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Sam of Great Flavor. I'm Matt. There you go. And with us tonight, we are, we don't have Tim. Tim, Tim went to Michigan? Is that right? I don't, I don't remember what he said. He went Matt to a and state I were talking earlier. And I was like, where did he go? Matt's like, I he went to know. a northern state. I love you and miss you, Tim. <laughs> but instead, uh, as promised, Fucking we, we have a return guest. We have Mr. Christopher Spike. Hey. We'll probably just call him Spike. <laughs> okay, we have been just calling him Spike for ten years or so now. I don't know. I don't. I rarely call him Spike. I pretty much always do. I think. Am I like one of the few people that actually call you Chris? Yeah, uh, you are. And it's funny because you called me Spike earlier, and I was like, "Whoa, Josh." I know. Spike. I, I call myself. And I was like, oh, I call him Spike." <laughs> well, uh, you can find us on Yahoo at uh, Raiders of Tears Puzzle Box at Yahoo.com. Uh, also. I don't remember all the things you say. It doesn't matter. You can find us on the internet if you just Google us. Yeah, Google us and don't <laughs> click images and take the safe search off. Jesus Christ, <laughs> who knows it'll pop up. I put some messed up By stuff the way, out there. What is Adaware? What is like? What's the difference between Adaware and spyware and other wares? And like, <laughs> like what's the difference? Do you really know? Like what the difference is? In this I'm stuff? sure people do. I don't know. I, I don't mean, really anybody in this this room right now? <laughs> Norklu takes care of yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything? I don't really know. It's scary. Because I want to. I want to start making computer viruses, and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure you're allowed to say that, like, without being bagged by the security. Fine, I won't make computer viruses. The real question is: Is the Cleveland still show still running? Yeah, it premiered last night. Jeez, just <laughs> shoot me in the face. It's not horrible. <clears throat> no, it's not. And if you have to say that, that means it needs to be canceled. It's just not for you, and it's not for me. That's what I decided. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of over Family Guy. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm still going to watch it, right? Because every once in a while, they they hit. Did right. you guys see that uh, one that got banned off American TV? The one about where Lois had the abortion? Huh. Go, go look it up TV Shack. It's called Partial Terms of Endearment. It showed him. It showed <laughs> okay, him. Okay, I uh, did see that. I watched that <laughs> on TV Shack, but yeah, I didn't it, know it was banned. Yeah, it showed at BBC and Europe, but they didn't show it in America because of the outlash. They figured it would, like. Neato. Was that thing off? No, it's good. <laughs> it's, better, it's a better setting for our group. Let's <laughs> start over again. <laughs> That's not true. That's just. Not okay, true. golf. I don't know. 
That's not true either. I know. They were busy eating. If it wasn't for Tiger, that joke would be a lot more relevant. I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. And the entire Asian community. (laughs) Who? The Asian persuasion. Did he get divorced? I, I lost track of that. Did he finally get divorced? I don't know. And as a matter of fact, I think I never cared. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was giving him high fives. Because the South Park episode <laughs> was pretty funny. Are you talking about Tiger. Huh. Did you hear about the whole drama with Tiger? Yeah, well, this was about a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> the dude was like... I don't really care about it at all. You know, I, mean, like, I, like 16, I, didn't, I didn't even care before he had sex with a lot of girls. <laughs> I didn't see why it was newsworthy, I can say that much. But I didn't Tiger was, he, was this, he was this model athlete that no one thought did bad, and all of a sudden, like... What a fag. All of a sudden, yeah. people are like, we don't have anything to talk about. Oh, oh, here I found one. Oh, Tiger Woods has butt sex with, like, seven prostitutes at once. Who wants to do that? And he shared the condom. That but was the bad part. cheated with a Nazi chick. Oh, that was Jesse, Jesse James. James. Yeah. Oh, you guys are fags. You knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep up on the. So, Josh, what entertained yeah. you this week? <laughs> the thing that entertained me the most this week um, was Mega Shark Giant Octopus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it? Oh yes. I didn't mean to watch it. June recorded it. She was watching. And I walked in, and I, I you got my, trapped. It was. I was in mid step. Had my bag on my shoulder. Going to go set it down. Going to go. And go change my clothes, and I never made it out of that step. I stood on one foot for the next hour and finished watching this. They're step. making another one. I don't know if it's a sequel to it, but it's going to have Debbie Gibson and Tiffany, two '80s Wait, pop singers uh, first on a sci-fi channel movie. Is this set Tiffany? Is it just going to be her thesis? No, like Tiffany, the, the singer. Is yeah. it going to be like Mega Octopus Giant Shark Two? Something like that. It's like yeah, it's like something. It's along oh, those lines. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, the moment that really pulled me in, that got me in mid-step. Was there was a helicopter? No, there was air, fighter jets, fighter jets yeah. flying over, you know, like a hundred uh, yards above sea level, right over the the ocean. All of a sudden, <laughs> giant tentacle comes up, whose width is the same width as the airplane, just knocks it down like it's a fly, <laughs> and boom! And you see like it How goes, it goes to the cockpit, and it's like spinning around in flames, and the guy's like ah, and that's all. That's all you see. <laughs> kind of like the the, the shoot down scenes in uh, Star Wars, you know, after they get hit, it shows like, ah, and then it just shows to the fight goes boom. Almost there. Just freaking pull the trigger. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> so that's what entertained me the most this week. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I I'm can, gonna have to watch no that. No disagreeing. Oh, anything sci-fi channel. Well, entertain you this week, Matt. <laughs> Do you uh, have sex with any black women this and week? what's your favorite color? <laughs> Only a few times. My favorite color is white, oddly enough. That's weird. Um, you like overweight really white girls? Yeah. Um, Somebody the biggest thing that fever? I had um, that in, with, with me today, <laughs> by today I mean this week, um, I went to the National Socialist Convention in <laughs> Montana. Yeah? How'd it go? I, I, it was pretty good. I met a lot of cool people there. Um yeah. Good networking? Yeah, good, great networking. <laughs> you know, had a lot of great speakers. Absolutely. Um, Found somebody uh, that can finally design that web page you've been working on? Yes, web page slash social networking site. Just for socialist. Um, National <laughs> socialist. Yeah, oh, well, I'm yeah. just, you know, abbreviating. Kind of like, your name's Matthew, but I call well, you Matt. <laughs> I really don't like being lumped in with socialists, uh, for national socialists, because... Jesus. I mean, there's a pretty big here. difference. I mean, anyway, that's a lot of fun there. Holocaust didn't really happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Lordy. Do you think that was just like a really big group text? <clears throat> and Matt, where can people email you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, where can they send the mail just to you and not to the uh, Raiders at the Fairies Puzzle Box? And the Master Race at Yahoo.com? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Master Race at Yahoo.com. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. <laughs> wow. So to uh, stick with the trend of things, what uh, entertained me this week is I went down to Texas and patrolled the borders with <laughs> myself. With uh, I, I carried some other large guns. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever been there. They don't really mark all the borders. I just found myself in this little Indian village <laughs> and I started shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get out of my country! <laughs> it just started, like, women, children, I whatever. Agree, man. Who hasn't done that, though, seriously? Did, you, did you stomp on any babies? Oh, come no, on. No, come on. That's messed yeah, up. Just, seriously, this whole Christ, so You man. cover them with a blanket yeah, then you shoot them so you don't see. That was going to be horrible if you stomped on them. Out of sight, out of mind. I have a heart. Out of sight, out of mind. You don't see the baby dead, it's not dead. <laughs> no, I understand. I mean, I'm not. So uh, that really took up a lot of my time this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how many babies did you kill? <laughs> like that day? Like, what's going to happen in I, 18 years? I don't years kiss and tell. When, like, the U.S. infrastructure is crumbling because <laughs> all the roofs are going out. And Mexican repair. babies will <laughs> Mexican zombie babies happen. will come and take over. I, I'm just worried about the children having roofs. <laughs> no. <laughs> We going. don't think about it now, but in 20 years when that shit starts leaking, <laughs> what are you going to do? Huh? Whoa. I think I'll blame McDonald's. That's what everybody else does. Yeah, <laughs> Walmart. This is all his fault. All this corn syrup's in the food. <laughs> well, Spike? Uh, <laughs> God, damn. Um, the thing that irritated me most this week would have to be the 31-10 to 10 defeat of the 49ers by the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that's not racist or offensive <laughs> at all. <laughs> 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 I actually knew it was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. No, no, man, I, I watched the uh, shortcuts on DirecTV, the 30-minute version. <coughs> you guys were fucking great, and uh, I, as a 49er fan, since you... Chris is a big Kansas City fan. We've had this rivalry going. And they actually <laughs> played this year. They only played like once every four like, years. Are, yeah. And, um, yeah, man, they stomped our butts. And legitimately, <laughs> we just we made wrong calls. We played horribly, sloppy. Yuck. Congrat- I mean, that flea flicker play, did you see that it That was yet? pretty awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. That was pretty Direct awesome. snap to the halfback who tosses it over, who in turn tosses it back hey. to the quarterback and hits a 40 yard. We finally got a coaching staff. Yeah, you did. Um, Charlie Weiss is going to be awesome for you guys. The most racist thing that entertained me this week <laughs> have to be... I really wanted to talk about Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Go ahead. Okay. Um... Smodcast.com has just blown up recently. Uh, Not only has Kevin Smith reinnovated the section of his house to be the Smod Castle uh, live venue. Is it not part of his house? That's what I heard. No, he's either bought or is uh, renting, leasing... Do you know Spike about doesn't know. Uh, no, I no, tell Sam him told about me. It. Yeah, Sam told me a little bit. Yeah, he's leasing out a place like uh, it was an old theater. Is what it was, and he just renovated it basically. And okay, so he has his own. He has his own platform now. He built it. Right, it's a, <laughs> a fifty-person, very small theater, and he does live podcasts from there. Nice. And he's got what one. almost every night of the week. Uh, no, I think there's enough for not every night of the week. They just don't. But not every one of them is done from there. So uh, Are you sure? Yeah, because well. I know that's tell them Steve Day if they're in New Jersey, so they're not in L.A. True. <laughs> so I know for a fact they still they record from... every week. <laughs> I know they still record from uh, the, the shop, the, the stash. So 
Uh, well, anyways, uh, th- on Thursday nights, uh, Kev- Kevin Smith and Jason Musa finally got together to do a podcast. Is this the final episode of the Drug Tale? Yeah, uh, yes. That I that this right, last week, episode five, was the final episode of the Drug Tale. Uh, which basically, in the first five episodes, they went through Jason Mew's uh, career in life and like paralleled his drug usage and abuse and whatnot, and what he and what Kevin Smith was dealing with behind the scenes. Yeah. As far as Jason Mew was concerned, and they do it in a parallel history to. Uh, his movies and whatnot. Chronological yeah, order. chronologically. And it, it's really great, very <clears throat> entertaining to hear Muse finally come out and get it out. And in this very last episode, he disclosed what like what this podcast is actually all oh. about and how, how Muse is yeah, still struggling these days. And like, did you know that Jason Muse was supposed to be a cop out? Yeah, he was supposed mm-hmm. to be the. Uh, what was the character? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just uh, Thank you. Um, I couldn't think of his act. Sean Scott, Scott Williams. Sean Scott Williams. Sean Williams Scott. He recounts the drug tale up until the present day, and hey. he said, how long have you been sober? And he's like, since February, and he's talking about 2010. Hey. Also on this podcast.com, you can find many other podcasts. And what's, what's really great about it is, uh, in just five episodes, it's already number one on the iTunes podcast list. Uh, so go check it out. You can find it at spodcast.com and or iTunes. What so. I want to recount, though, is <laughs> at the end of it, like, I've been sober for seven months, and Kevin said to the main reason for this is not to make a podcast with my friend and get laughs and, and fuck around because we're going to do that and we're going to love doing that. But the main reason for this is a weekly, uh, a way, a weekly intervention, a way to keep track of Jade to try to keep him sober. Like, because a, yeah, and he re- and I mean throughout the entire tell you recounted um, the signs that Jay was back on stuff and like so everybody knows about it. And he actually says now every He's, single listener is now also accountable for you, Jay. As am I and all your friends. We love you. And this is a weekly intervention to keep you alive because I love my friend. I don't want to lose him. And it was just like, wow. And the way, I mean, he does it far better than I, but seriously, just blew me away. He's so charismatic. He could be Hitler if he wanted to. <laughs> Kevin Smith. Eventually, you're going to need somebody. <laughs> no, I mean, you could, you know, fill in the role, but I mean... I, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be the next episode. No, I'm just like, saying he could if he wanted to go that route. Well, no, it's like when Jesus comes back, and I'm going to be like, well, this dude's going to come back instead of Jesus. Well, here's no, it's just going to be G- like Hitler's coming back. I'm just saying. If you had J.J. Abrams, Joss Whedon, and Kevin Smith <laughs> join forces... Jesus, we would all be in trouble. There, there would not be a nerd that wouldn't line up with a gun. <laughs> I swear. I mean, I Kill the football team. Okay. There wouldn't be a lot of ground warfare, but we would <laughs> do something. You know, There wouldn't be a lot of exercise involved in this army. Okay. I, I don't think there'd be much mobilization. We'd just kind of get sidetracked for <laughs> movies. And the next issue of Jack Spins out, half of us are gone, you know? <laughs> Did you guys see that Avengers trailer? <laughs> It's only people talking. <laughs> yes, let's see that. <laughs> God, it just shows over. a letter and then a word. I was so disappointed you just showed me that and we're excited. <laughs> well, Spike had said, "Hey, did you see this?" And I was like, "No, I pulled it up okay, on YouTube." I and watched you it. like watch it many times. No, I, 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 I found it the other day. I, I can't remember how I found it, but yeah, I found it the other day. Probably hacking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was pirating music. <laughs> hey, Spike. I already got the first five pages of the Avenger at my house. Read <laughs> it. <laughs>
Okay, for this week, I chose the Clerks animated series. This, uh, I, I don't have the year. I should have pulled this up on 2000. There you uh, go. And I was going to say. In 2000, uh, Fox opted for a Clerks animated Actually, series. Actually, ABC. ABC? It's it on ABC. Mm-hmm. Wow. Totally. Yeah, it's a pizza parlor. <laughs> I, I, this is why I had Mike on today. He knows these things. Uh, opted for a Clerks animated series. But uh, somewhere along the lines, it was misinterpreted. The wrong episodes got played, and so two weeks later, it was gone. Yep. Um, six episodes were made in the in, in the full versions of later released on DVD to become a very strong Kevin Smith cult classic. Uh, Josh and I were introduced to these Clerks cartoons by because of one night after work. Spike's like, "Hey guys, I got these on DVD. <laughs> you want to get some beers and go watch them?" And so was we it, all, so we're all like, I was like, yeah, we got to do this. I so, can remember how we were introduced. I mean, I thought no. we just heard so, about him. So you were 21, I wasn't. So you bought us each a six pack. It was my first night to ever have Mickey. So it was like, it was another thing for me. Like first time to ever have more than just like a drink of Mickey's. And uh, so we all went back to Spike's house. It was a uh, the garage God, apartment. Garage apartment. Garage apartment. Piece of shit. We all stripped down to our underwear and sat in a circle yep. and uh, put them on and just laughed hysterically for the next three hours. Just seriously, like, buzzing out laughing. I pissed my pants twice, which is why we took our pants off. At least that's what they Spike told me. Uh, two pills in eight hours and no memories later. Spike told us what really happened. And I was never the same after that. Show me on the doll where he touched you. All right, let's get to it. So, episode one, you pop in the DVDs and you hit play all, and uh, it, it comes up with an actual... It, it, it's it's <clears throat> Jay and Bob in character uh, in front of a huge mansion, mansion yeah. and they're doing this little intro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Palatial estate. Yeah. They never said anything about a mansion. They said palatio. I don't... You guys say palatio. <laughs> I want... He, Jay was saying Felatio Hollywood Estate, and that was just kind of an underjoke that always made me laugh, because, like, when I first heard that, I had just learned what Felatio actually meant, because, you know, I was young, and, and that was hilarious. Anyway, okay. Oh, and, and so they're talking about that, but this is our big, fat Felatio Hollywood Estate that we bought with our mad clerks animated cash and whatnot, uh, and it's doing his little thing. I hate you. <laughs> Go ahead though. I, we keep interrupting, but I'm sorry. You just kept yeah. saying whatnot. Uh, and so, and they introduce it, and uh, this is the lost first episode. It was never it, this episode. The actual episode one was actually never aired. Uh, it, and I think instead was it episode five that they showed first? It was episode two or five? It was episode, two and five uh, that showed. Three only two five. episodes. No, showed. it was yeah, yeah episode two and five. No, it was, it was the flashback episode. No flashback episode didn't show. It was oh. the one where they were in the sexual harassment suits or not sexual harassment. The um one where uh, yeah, some fall and then the one with uh, take the case <laughs> and the one uh, no one the flashback episode. It was the uh, I can't remember. Is it the one with um, oh the the, the little league little league team the little league oh, oh yeah that one. was episode five yeah, that was a, was it but that was the first one that showed oh, yeah, and then four it was four and five it was four and five okay. So they they, they didn't show the first episode, which kind of set everything up. And uh, uh, you know, and is it safe? Yeah, gotta <laughs> love it. Uh, so the first, the Jay and Bob introduce it, and we get our little uh, Clerks animated intro, which I'd love to have that sound beat right here. I, I meant to watch that again tonight. 
and I ended up fucking around with magic cards, so it just stayed on the intro. <laughs> so you heard that all menu. night? So I heard that for like How many two and a half hours. <laughs> How many you guys remember waking up from passing out? Oh my god, yeah, yeah like countless. What the fuck's going yeah, on? I used to put these DVDs yeah, yeah. on every other day as we played Magic just for like background entertainment. Yeah, I remember that totally. And, uh, and introduced a lot of people to it and... And that was great. So the first episode opens up, and you're, you're in the quick mart, and it looks deserted. And this, and this one lonely guy walks in, and he's like, "Hello, is anyone there?" And then Voiced you hear a by voice. talented Brian Posehn. <laughs> Thank you, Spike. Wow. And uh, and it's then you and you hear hilarious. a voice from the distance going, "Is it safe?" <laughs> and he's like, "Is what safe? Is it safe?" <laughs> I don't know. This, I just want to get some smokes. Is it safe? And so basically the guy ends up freaking out <laughs> and running out of the thing and Randall and Dante pop up from behind the counter and Randall's like, 30 seconds, you owe me five bucks. And Dante's like, I don't have five bucks. And Randall goes, well, just take it out of the register. Oh, no, you got to read the best part. He, he, he runs out of the store, gets in the car and crashes the car and the car catches on fire and he gets out and starts around the street and he like spontaneously it, catches on fire. There's <laughs> lots of just random comedy like that throughout the whole thing. Which was really the saving grace of it. Okay, and the, uh, what the basic the story arc of the first episode is, uh, they live in a small. They're for, the quick stop is in Red Bank, New Jersey, Leonardo, in a, in a Leonardo. town called Leonardo. Leonardo. Oh, and uh, and in Leonardo is founded by the great Leonardo Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the grandson of uh, Donatello Leonardo. Yeah, so... <laughs> Leonardo, Leonardo. They, they, Leonardo, sorry. In this particular episode, they give you the background of yeah, Leonardo and how he purchased <laughs> the land for this uh, for this play, uh, for the town from the Canadians. He traded them for the, 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 the devastating polio virus. <laughs> and it shows the... It, it depicts the Canadians as, like, these just mindless Indians. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're just like... Yeah, not even Indians. Like, just, just, just complete, like, morons. I don't know uh, naive like to the extremities so fairly accurate yeah like how Matt views the rest of us pretty much yeah. <laughs> it's true and uh, they shows him like hand the deed the land to this this guy and then he hands the vial of polio to the Canadian and he holds up in there and just drinks it <laughs> because you know that's what you do and uh, so Leonardo he comes back to town and everyone's like it's the second coming he's back he's back and Randall's like oh Jesus no, no better, better. <laughs> And, and right across the street from the quick stop, he has constructed a giant building in the shape of the letter L to show for Leonardo. And, but, and somehow Randall and Dante have not noticed. And then right next to that is even a larger building that is still covered up with a tarp and uncovered, and it's the new quicker stop of the future. Stop. Quicker stop. Because they work at the quick stop, which I'm not sure if we ever mentioned. Yeah, that. I did. I, I, from the very beginning. If you haven't seen the movie Clerks, you could still watch these and, and be entertained and love them. Yeah. But I highly recommend you, if you haven't seen movie Clerks, pause this podcast and don't listen to any more of our podcasts until you see Clerks. Oh, come on. I'm going to disagree with that yeah. statement. It's the best movie ever. It's my favorite movie of all Dude, time. It's like so that, that's Dante and Ray Randall's uh, feat for this episode is they have to overcome the quicker stop of the future. So through, if you've ever seen Clerks through the whole movie, they're like, this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers, which is a line you may use at work because it always applies. Are we really going to recount the whole episode? No, I just had some points, and there was one I was getting to here. Right, Point ahead. one, entire episode. Because <laughs> there's six of them, and this, this is, you know, only an hour and a half podcast. I, 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 but these are so great. I'm so, I, I don't know, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. 
I can tell. You know. Uh, so uh, basically, wow. Rand- Randall and Dante, they at first enjoy the fact that everyone's going to the quicker stop and, and not coming to the quick stop. And then the, they they get fired and like, oh, God, we got to have our jobs. we got to save this. So they break into Leonardo's big L-shaped building to... Uh, My favorite scene in this episode. <laughs> so they could... Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Find dirt on Leonardo to put him out of business. I that, that's what it was. It's uh, they break in by using a grappling hook to, and they throw it up there. <laughs> the next scene is Dante and Randall climbing the wall with the background Batman music from the 1970s dun, television show. Dun, dun, dun. And they stop and they're like, "Why are we lo- walking like this?" And, and the camera see, backs up. No, no, no. There's a, a pot Flower crash pop, yeah. from the, from <laughs> the, the side. Pot. It flies in from the side. Then the camera flips to. Uh, Show 90 them. degree angle and it shows them like that they're just standing on top of a building holding the <laughs> my favorite scene and not to mention it gets brought up like five other times in yeah. the next episode yeah so they, that happens they finally make it to the top of the building and they're like how do we get in and they're like uh-huh. there's a door that's just normal looking and then right next to it there's a door that looks so awful and it has like skulls and stuff on maze it and on it is painted in what seem, looks like blood maze of death they're like and, and so we're yeah, but they end up taking the maze. <laughs> but after a long debate, like Randall's like, "Yeah, well, what about that maze thing?" And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least we know what's behind that door. Yeah, the Which, maze of death. Do you guys think that that's where the uh, Family Guy stole it? The box. Would you like the boat or the box? Well, the boat's a boat, but the box could be anything, Lois. Uh, it could be a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was from the first season of Family. Yeah. So I don't know. Could be. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so they end up inside the building where they where they they stumble across Leonardo. Leonardo has uh, an assistant named Plug, and <laughs> Plug is a giant android. Right? right, he's, he's a yeah. big he's a big robot, but purely that's kinda... speculation. <laughs> purely speculation. Robot yes. speculation. <laughs> <laughs> and so Leonardo is like he it, it, first before Randy and Randall and Dante get in there shows Rand, uh, uh, Leonardo putting together a desk, and he's like, I ordered it from IKEA. I saved money, <laughs> and I, I've derailed. What are we trying to get to in this? It looks like a re- is it it's the re-re yeah. line, the comment. <laughs> That's all you're trying to get to. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> because because what comes after it that. Like it was built by a re-re. So <laughs> Randall and Dante are face down in, in, uh, with, with Leonardo. Wow, Leonardo's totally sitting behind the desk. He's sitting behind the desk, and the desk looks all stupid. And, and he's like, yeah, the desk looks like a re-re built it. And Leonardo laughs like, oh, yes, it does. And, uh, and then Dante's like, <laughs> Uh, he's like, yes, in this big shape, in, the, in this big building, the shape of an L. What, just in case you forget your first initial? <laughs> and he's like, that, Dante, is uncalled for. Man, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so where are we going? That, that was, that, that that's was my it. favorite part of the episode. That was it. So to go, what, what was man, your favorite part of the first? Thesis. What was your favorite part of the first episode, Josh? I don't know. Do I have to recount it up until that part? <laughs> no, I didn't realize I was walking through the whole episode. But the first episode's important. It sets everything up. And sets Sam drifts in when he talks. And I do do that. Uh, so I want to get you guys' feedback. Like, so that's why I was asking Josh, did you? I told you. Okay, when they're climbing the building. Absolutely. When they're climbing the building, that comes into play a lot in episode two. My favorite running joke through the whole thing is Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually got Charles Barkley signed up on us, and they had his voice recorded for the full episode number, number four or three or four. I can't remember. I think I got episode three and four mixed up, whichever one has the trial. Sure. So it, it's really great. So episode... Well, why, don't we just, why don't we just go around the table and each say our favorite episode? Mm-hmm. That way some other people get a chance to talk. Sure. 
I'm just saying. Matt, your favorite episode. Matt's, um, a, Matt's a big classic fan of these two, so I, that's, I was really happy to have him here as well. The uh, one where uh, Jay sues the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the Quaker stop for $10 million, and apparently the official name of that is a dissertation on the American justice system by people who have never been inside a courtroom, let alone know anything about the law, but have seen way too many legal thrillers. <laughs> but that's my favorite episode, and it probably has my favorite scene in, in the whole series in it, which is when uh, the... Uh, the footage was lost and had to be shipped off to <laughs> Korean animators to finish it. At the and very end of the trial, yes. right before they give the verdict. It's like, due to... Uh, yeah. And these words pop up. Due to the script being lost over because they shipped it over on a boat. The Korean animators on the way over decided to finish the script for us. So here is the rest of your episode brought to you by the Korean animators. And they go, Matt, and the, ver- and the, and the verdict is... Oh my god, a big American party! <laughs> Everybody disco dancing, big fun for all! <laughs> and it shows... The best part does with a car. A giant robot transforms into a car and all these people get in the car to travel to the party. And then they get to the party and the car transforms into a robot and all this blood just leaks out and people are screaming in agony. <laughs> my favorite line I always like to say is, Oh my god, bears driving, how can that be? <laughs> the bear driving a car. So oh, awesome. car full of midgets! <laughs> Axel Foley! That episode guest star Judge Reinhold, by the way. Anyway, that really tells you nothing about what's all about. Cruz, you can handle Cruz. It's pretty great. <laughs> Jay slips on some soda and he decides to sue the Quick Stop for ten million dollars, and he's a uh, he? he's suing Randall. Dante. Randall is Dante's lawyer, and he's like undermining him the entire time. <laughs> Instead of calling so, actual so witness so to the stand, he calls <laughs> to the stand every director that made a movie that he saw and he didn't like. <laughs> and it was pretty great. Man, he's like, George Lucas, <laughs> you claim to have an episode run, writ, one written for years, but is it not true you wrote it over a weekend? And well, demands his eight dollars back. Well, the power of myth. <laughs> well, my kids thought. <laughs> I, I was really unimpressed with them. Really, I'm enjoying reaccounting them with you guys, but like when I was watching this stuff. I rarely laugh. Like, man, these are not holding up for me at all. Because you watched them a million times. I know. But, I, like, I hadn't seen them in years. It's nothing it sounds new. like you guys really enjoyed them. And oh, I yeah. thought, like, a lot of the humor I thought was dated. Like, the UPN. Oh, thing. yeah. It is. <laughs> is UPN even still around? No, it's no. CWN. <laughs> and I guess, like, Ben Affleck was supposed to be signed on to do a couple of episodes. They, there was they a lot of big it. plans. I would like yeah. to know, like what what the other one of them. I know the one of them was they had one. It's it's a lost script. They never made it, but it was uh, Silent Bob actually got invited to join like the Backstreet Boys or something, and Jay had to do without Silent Bob, huh. and he he didn't get a job at the Quick Stop or something. So, I think it's a very, a very real possibility that we could see this series jump back up. Could come back to life. Well, it's, I, on, it's on Adult Swim right now. They're, they're Kevin Smith is so full. I'm not saying right now. Yeah, just later on. I'm saying in the future, if Kevin Smith's popularity was, remains the same, maybe even a little less, I bet this could make it back. I would doubt it. I, it was way ahead of its time. Now we're seeing all sorts of cartoons. Think about, the, think about the voices. Like none of them are like heavy actors or anything, and this would be a better gig than probably what they were doing. And most of them he has on his podcast. So wasn't Clerks two like originally going to be an animated? Yeah, it was. It was actually, yeah, it was actually going to be animated, but they decided, he decided to do it real, live action. So what's some fun facts about the Clerks cartoons before we move on, Spike? 
Anything um, interesting? Well, when they when the ABC people signed it, they didn't know that uh, Jay and Silent Bob were drug dealers, and so that's why they had to sell fireworks in the first episode because they like they had selling drugs. So I guess they said no to that. If it would have been on like Showtime or HBO or something, I think it would have done a lot better. It would have. Because it was kind of weird to see the clerks yeah. in a restricted legal environment. Mm. They could use I, the I think, words. I don't know. I think it might have actually helped it. I think. I, yeah, maybe. more vulgar hilarious. It, it did make, it did like, make him explore videos he had before, probably, and whatnot. <laughs> Stop that. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm done. I, mean, well, I have a lot of stuff written down okay. here. Well... Yeah. What do you oh, give him, man? The Patrick Swayze. The, the Patrick yeah, there's a whole Patrick Swayze, Swayze yeah, episode. Gilbert Godfrey's voice. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> can hurt the grimace. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, that's a fun fact. They had to pitch that to like McDonald's uh, higher ups to be able to okay that. And and the way that they sold it on him was he said, but nothing can guilt, kill the grimace. That's how good he is. And they're like, okay, go ahead and use it. <laughs> Will the hamburger ever be brought to justice? What was the grimace anyway? He was just a big purple like glob of purple. He looked like a spice drop. No, he was a big purple demon. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Originally, when we saw it, easily five stars the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you rate it now? I'm still saying five. I'm still entertained. I'm still entertained, I, and I want to go through and watch. It. What do you think, man? Five, out of five stars. Uh, out of five stars, I get four. I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's, the, some of the jokes were outdated. But I mean, when you say it was back in 2000, but. Uh, I'd say four. It's still pretty decent. The pussy. I'm gonna go ahead and give. I'm gonna go ahead and give it five. It's, five out of five it's still funny every time I watch it, and it, it honestly like from the first time I watched it, the next couple times it got even funnier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You catch all those kind of jokes. Yeah, you notice more stuff and all the running jokes. This is a part where we're all going to tell a story, and then the other three of us are going to guess whether or not they were telling the truth or pulling our leg. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, I need to first school. Okay, so this happened in the summer of 2000. No, how does story start? (laughs) Once upon a time, thank you. In the summer of 2004, I was actually in New York, and I was cruising around New York City, and uh, I was with these guys. They were New Yorkers. Took me to this restaurant called uh, Rice to Riches. And really cool restaurant if you're ever in New York. And while I was there, um, we were having our dinner or whatever. And people came in and started moving around tables, moving around, bringing in lights and stuff and bringing in cameras. And uh, all these people started showing up. And uh, so anyway, this, this Latina woman walks in. And she sits down at the table Hot. next to us. Yeah. And she sits down at the table next to us. And uh, um, I'm... You know, I'm Oklahoma and New York, you know, I have a freaking Brett Michaels cowboy hat on type thing. And uh, anyway, she asked me where my hat is. I'm from Oklahoma. And she's like, oh, are you a cowboy? I'm like, no, not really. I just wear this hat, guys. And so, like, I was, I'm like, what the hell are they filming? Because they're getting ready to film something. And the, the guy, manager comes in. Uh, the other guys I'm with are outside smoking. And uh, she can't smoke in New York. And so... You can't smoke in New York? Well, you can. You just have to go outside smoking in a restaurant. It's like designated. So, um... 
talking to this woman. She's very nice. <laughs> and uh, I I just bring up, I'm like, hey, she's like, well, is this your first time in New York? I'm like, yeah. And I, I mentioned it. I'm like, you know, it'd be cool if someone, you know, wanted to show me around sometime. And she's like, well, I'm from California, actually. But uh, she had gave me her number. And she said, but I'll be more than happy to give me a call. And I said, well, I'm leaving for Europe Saturday. Uh, tomorrow I'll be working in the kitchen. She's like, well, you know, give me a call. I have to work all day tomorrow filming this movie. I said, what are you filming here? And she said, the movie's called The First Last Kiss. And that's all she said left that. So they kicked me out because I'm not an extra. So they, they kicked me out so I had to leave. I go out there and the people I'm with are just slack-jawed. And I'm like, what, 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 what? And they're like, have you ever seen the movie Training Day? I'm like, no. I'm like, yes, yes. And they're like, remember that girl that's butt naked at the end of it? I was like, Ava Mendez? Like, who do you think's phone number that is in your hand? Mm. I had Ava Mendez's phone number. I was talking to Ava Mendez. Had no clue it was Ava Mendez. I didn't know she got naked in that movie. I knew she got naked in the uh, We Own the Night, but I didn't know about that. True or false? Well, first of all, you don't wear cowboy hats. (laughs) And, um, I would have put a hat in it. Maybe she thought he was my. What did you eat that night at the restaurant? I actually had a, uh, it was a special fried rice that had uh, shrimp and chicken and pork, and it was, it was pretty good. Did you ever call her? No. What? Why? I didn't have my cell phone. What? Can you remember, like, what the digits were a little bit? Like, 407. Do you not have it on you to show everybody? 952. No, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm making shit up. <laughs> okay. Can I get you to write out an exact facsimile in her handwriting? <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably not. What did her nipples look like at the end of the day? <laughs> day? What, did she, what did she write her number on? A uh, napkin. Did uh, she have a pen? Yeah, it was a blue pen. She had a blue pen? Yeah, she had a blue pen. Pulled it out of her cleavage. <laughs> well, yeah, man. So where do you pull it? Actually, it was in her purse. Josh, back to fiction. Fiction. It's fiction. But, but I want to say why. So okay. I'm pretty sure something like this happened to you, but you altered the story <laughs> just a little. I don't think it was Eva Mendez. Nope, it was... I remember part of jo- uh, Jennifer Lopez. We all, we all no, just... Fiction. I, I don't think it was Eva Mendez. It was fiction. I actually did see uh, Ava Mendez in New York, but pretty much when I asked her what they were filming here, which was Kitsch. They just had a different name for her first last kiss. When I asked her what she was filming, she pretty much told me to fuck off. So, <laughs> Whoa. so yes, it was fiction. <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> I did that, though. I was walk- I went walking through this, going, walking through the scene going, what the like, hell? Hey, what's in this tent? <laughs> uh, actually, one of the guys I was with grabbed something from the food table. Well, the food table. So that's why you got the fuck off. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was my kosher plate, bitch. That was my Dorito. <laughs> yes. Uh, Very cool. I asked her there filming, she told me to fuck off, so... Did she use that those exact words? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she went, fuck off. I would have ripped my pants out like, I'm ready to fuck off. like, Ava Mendez, bitch. <laughs> Just like Drew Barrymore. Fuck her. <coughs> Drew Barrymore's a bitch? What? Yeah, Don't... dude, have you not heard like the slew of stories of any fans meeting Drew Barrymore and her I've heard the slew of stories of Cameron Diaz. Like, she's a real whore. Don't you ever say I don't know. Again, Don't Sam. say bad things about Drew Barrymore, man. Yeah. I'm not. Cool. not. Everyone cool. else who's ever met her does. Or otherwise, I like to call I'm just regurgitating. Barrymore. <laughs> I just think she'd be like really nice. Like you spacey, think? but she nice. She killed like five people <laughs> with her laughter and her Joy. joy, yes. She is nothing but a light of to this world. <laughs> Josh, tell us the story. Sometime I met Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> was she nice? Oh, I don't know, nice. Was she 
glorious and joyous. <laughs> she was warm. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Good one, sir. Very tight. <laughs> and I felt really bad. So, what are you doing? Playing with Jubilee. <laughs> Jubilee down. Why are you showing up? And zip up. <laughs> Why are you showing up? Like, out of everything, why Jubilee? She was right there. She had energy explosion. She had rage. I wanted to shoot Matt. <laughs> That's disgusting. That was way before we met you, Spike. Uh, tell us the story, Matt. That's like four years. Want me to go first? I'll go. Okay. This is really bad. Um, once paper cut my penis. No. Once upon a time. <laughs> I lived in Kansas before I moved to Oklahoma. My two best friends were named Norman Thompson and Jeremy McDiffitt. And uh, I moved away or whatever. I always stayed in contact with them. And we like write letters and call. It was before the advent of the internet and the Facebooks and whatnot. And uh, my friend Norman ended up moving to Houston, and my friend Jeremy stayed in Kansas. And we all talked with him or whatever. Well, I was uh, just out of high school. I was 19 years old. And I've been talking to Norman or whatever. Oh, I live in Houston. It's really cool. You guys should come down sometime and visit. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll let you know. You know, And he kept saying it. and um, Eventually, we all got together to go to Houston. Jeremy came to Oklahoma <coughs> from Kansas, drove down, and we loaded up in my Chevy Beretta. And we drove to Houston to go meet Norman and have a good time. So we meet him there, and he lives in a shitty part of town. He's all fat now and gross looking. I wouldn't, like I said before, like the internets and everything, I didn't really mess around with it. And I hadn't seen a picture of him in a while. He's kind of fat and sleazy looking. Like, not just fat, but like he looks kind of like a pedophile or something. So it's creepy. Like you wouldn't let your kids around him? No, I would not let my kids around this man. And he's dirty looking and you know, but it's still it's like, cool, that's my that's my boy from back in the day. So and anytime I get asked if I ever do have ever done drugs, I say, I, I've only smoked marijuana one time. Well, that's not entirely true <laughs> because my friend Norman, he liked to do coke. <laughs> I I don't like to admit that. It seems really dirty and bad. But uh, anyway, he got us to do a little coke while we were there. And it was... It was kind of little. Like, a line is all I did. Okay. Like, it wasn't even the full line. I didn't do it all because it was really fucked up. But it it was like the weirdest thing. And Jeremy did a little bit, and Norman did, like, a lot of it. So we're fucked up on coke, and we've been drinking beers from God knows wherever the fuck. He wasn't of age That's to such buy a great either. combination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done the coke if I hadn't previously been drinking beers. But anyway, we did a little bit of coke, and he's like, "All right, guys, we're we're gonna go out. We're gonna party." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." I'm all fucked <coughs> up. Whatever. Sounds like a good plan. So we're driving. I don't know where the fuck we're at. Like in the fifth ward, Houston or something. There's. Broken lights everywhere. Everything's all fucked up. And we go to, it looks like, I still don't remember if it's like a motel or like a housing project. <laughs> so he's like, what What are we doing here? It sounds like a Jimmy Kimmel game. Motel or housing project. <laughs> and uh, he's like, we're going to get you laid. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a party or whatever. 
So we go in and we go up these flights of stairs. I remember getting really dizzy going up these flights of stairs, and I shouldn't have been because it's not like we were running or going fast or anything. But I'm really dizzy, and Jeremy's with probably me. the cocaine. Probably the cocaine. Yeah, I was busy. I was uh, dizzy on the drive there and everything. <laughs> and I remember asking him on the drive there, and I was like, I remember I said, "This place looks really weird, man. It's it's creeping me out." He said, "No, just." You're you're paranoid about doing the coke. I was like, maybe. He's like, you shouldn't be paranoid about that. You should be paranoid about where we're going. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It's just freaking me out more. But anyway, that sticks in my mind a lot. Anyway, we go up these five stairs, and we go to this room with these numbers on it. He's like, okay, whatever. And he knocks on the door, and somebody answers it, and he's talking to him. It's this lady. I'm like, okay, whatever. And uh, he's like, hey, give me 20 bucks. I'm like, why? He's like, you're going to get fucked, don't you? Come on, give me 20 bucks. So I don't know why, but I decided to give him 20 bucks. He's like, go in there. So I go in there, and there's a fucking dirty-ass fucking crack-headed prostitute in there. I'm like, this is really creepy right now. And <laughs> I'm like, all right. And she's like, laying on the Why are you laughing? This is no, 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 nothing. Go on, go on, go on. And she's on the bed. She's like, come on. You know, and I'm like, this bitch doesn't even have all her teeth. And even... What do you want for $20, man? <laughs> I know. Like, for real. It didn't strike me odd at the time, but, like, two days later, I was like, fucking $20? Seriously? That's so bad. Dude, that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, when my prostitute had it, I should know this. <laughs> well, he said, that, he said later that he also gave her some drugs. And... With the money, so that makes sense. That's why I know that she's a crackheaded whore. But anyway, I was like, I can't do this. She's like, gets all pissed off. She's like, what, you think you're too good for me? You're better than all this? And I'm like, just, I can't do this. I was like, I'm, can I get my money back? I really wanted my money back. She's like, no, I'm not giving you a fucking thing. And she gets all pissy and whatnot. And uh, she like starts getting violent. She comes up. She's acts like she's going to hit me or whatever. She never did. But So I go out and... They're fucking around, dicking around in the lobby. I don't know what they're doing. I'm like, dude, she won't give me my money back or whatever. And he's like, well, did you fuck her? <laughs> no! This. Why did you bring me here? He's like, did you fuck her? No. Well, she needs to give you your goddamn money back. I was like, yeah, okay. So anyway, we all go back in this room. and <laughs> I'm not saying they hit her or anything. <laughs> because she, she wouldn't give the money back. But... They roughed her up? We, we might have roughed her up a little bit. What? Did you kill a hooker, Matt? I did not kill the hooker. I didn't, My friend did. I didn't <laughs> choke the hooker. Which anyway, you may have choked up my dick. Anyway, she got a little... Please, Jesus, let this story be real. She, she probably had some bruises the next day. Anyway... But we couldn't tell because she's six feet under. <laughs> we get the money back and chopped up in my trunk. Apparently, uh, apparently Norman decided to take more than just my twenty dollars. Anyway, and so we bolt out the door and we run back to the car and we're fucking. We drive back to his place in total silence, complete silence. I'm just like sitting there, like, fuck, I'm gonna get arrested. I did coke. We've been drinking all this shit. We get there. We sit down in his shitty ass apartment, and I'm scared out of my mind. Jeremy just has this look on his face like he'd seen a ghost, and uh, I was like, "What the fuck, you know?" And uh, 
Norman just starts busting up, laughing, like, uncontrollably. <laughs> well, and we all start laughing hilariously. <laughs> and uh, we drank some more beers, passed out, woke up. I think it was like three quarters of the day in anyway. And that was my adventure in Houston. And my one time I did coke. <laughs> and why I don't go back to Houston. <laughs> yeah, I have not. I didn't. I stayed in contact with him for maybe a couple months after that and when just you, stopped. Okay, so my first question is when you drove. To Houston, how long did it take you to drive there? Uh, it was about five hours. From where? Newkirk. Okay. Um, when it's you probably, into, it might have been a little more six hours, but five six hours. When you when you walked into the uh, the bus to your room, and she said something, what did she say? She said, "Are you ready?" Just pretty much just like that. That was the first thing she said, what and was she I was wearing? confused. A pink, well, I don't know if it was pink or purple, but it was that color and just a robe. I'm pretty sure she had something on underneath it, like a bra or something. <coughs> I don't really remember. I remember the robe, and it was dirty as fuck. Looking. Old or you know, yeah, can't tell crackheads. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd say lower 30s, 32, 31, yeah. something like that. So she's probably 20. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm going to call fiction. It seems so outrageous, one, but you already gave us an outrageous story where you got your dick sucked by some sort of mafia leader. <coughs> <laughs> was, sort of what? Like, what was the story where he like some say mafia border? What tranny. Oh, it was a tranny. Yeah, I can't remember was... what the story was, but it wasn't real. But with the mafia thing, let's go in. There. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, uh, not the eye. <laughs> is this why you keep getting molested, Billy? <laughs> you know you're a bad friend when your other friend is in witness protection and you bring shit up like that. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I'm gonna say fiction. It's okay, Darren. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say fiction because from Newkirk to Houston, you must have been driving like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a hell of a drive, dude. Yeah, I mean, and Josh yeah. would know. It's not <laughs> that long. <laughs> it really is like six, seven hours. We, uh, I just drove there to see Final Fantasy Live. It's, you know, 85 on the freeway. What do you or, say? I guess that's a I'm calling fiction as well, Matt. Trip, trip fictions. What do you think about that? That doesn't happen very often. It's fiction. <laughs> it's absolutely fiction. There you go. I just really wanted to tell a story about how a poor got roughed up. <laughs> I did the same thing when I wanted dead people. Dead. I was like, wow. Old dead people. And it'd be weird if I told this story about when I beat up my mom. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I like that part. That's my favorite. Yeah, I don't. I I don't want you to tell that story either. They're yeah. still looking for me. Same um, story. <coughs> Sam's at Cliff Notes. Well, no. Uh, so this once upon a time. Thank you. I ate this really bad fish sandwich. Fact or fiction? <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. Uh, yesterday, uh, Josh and I we took our annual trip to the Wichita Zoo with the family. And uh, it was just another true trip. Uh, <laughs> I am so tired. I'm sorry. And it was just another zoo trip, and uh, nothing special happened until we get we get to uh, almost the end part. And there's this little like gorilla park where there's a playground for the kids, some eateries, and a place where we could sit down because you know when you're at the zoo, you're walking around a lot, and when you're old and fat like me, it, it's not fun. So uh, whoa, whoa, fat. <laughs> oh, wow. Shut up, Spike. They don't know. It's an audio podcast. They're all fat magic players. That's that, that. You're so skinny, Sam. Uh, so, 
there, there's some restrooms at this little spot, so my little four-year-old had to go to the bathroom, so I took him in there, and he's like, I gotta poop, I gotta poop, so he's, I take him in and go poop, so we're in there while I'm standing there, we walk in, and there's uh, two older guys uh, with a little kid, and then this other kid who's about <laughs> eight or nine years old. <laughs> and my little boy goes to the stall to go poop and I'm standing outside you know because it's a high traffic area I don't want anyone to take him and go feed him to the bears because you know that's what I worry about the entire time I'm at the zoo right I mean uh, so like the other everyone leaves but that little kid and I was just standing outside the stall with Xander and this little this little kid just turns around and he looks at me and he's wearing these like blue windsuit pants and he's like hey look my mom got me new pants do you like them? <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, dude, those are cool. Cool pants, man. Way to be. And uh, he, he walks up to the sink and he turns around. He's got this blue zip-up hoodie, like sweater hoodie on. And he unzips it and he's like, and look, she got me this shirt too. And it had a monster truck on it. And it was a blue ringer in it. And I was like, wow, you like trucks? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Cool shirt, man. I give him the thumbs up and feeling kind of awkward at this point. Here we are in the bathroom, just me older guy with a beard in the bathroom with a little boy showing me his clothes and then he's like yeah and i got monster truck underwear too and he doesn't like pull his pants down but he just kind of lifts down the side and shows me his underwear and there's sure enough there's some monster trucks on it and i'm just like i don't know what to say i'm just kind of like <laughs> please don't look the door open while this is happening <laughs> well first i look to see if there's a lock on the door or like if you could lock the door from the inside you couldn't that sounds, that sounds <laughs> bad, man. Well, because I was totally I really wanted the, to lock it. He, from the the kid was asking for <laughs> it, dude. Showing <laughs> me his underwear. What did he expect? <laughs> exactly. Like, you kid drops a dollar. Sam picks it up. Walks in. Walks in. Well, no, he doesn't drop a dollar. I end up dropping the dollar just to <laughs> see. Just yeah, put the put it out there to see where it was gonna go and. uh so, yeah, I ended up molesting this kid in the time that uh, <laughs> to a four-year-old little boy to poop. Sam is now a member of NAMBLA. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just molested a little boy. But, no, dude was really like, doing this, and I couldn't help but think about that. I can't remember which show. Was it Family Guy or was it South... Or uh, Family Guy I, or American Dad, where it's just like, Stop it, Billy! That's why you keep getting molested! And the little boy keeps doing stuff. And like, was it was it American, American Dad? Dad. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, this... I was like, I just really wanted to ask this kid, how many times have you been touched, you know? Show me on the doll. Like, I keep going back to it. I'm going to say it's a fiction that you didn't molest. <laughs> he was asking for it, man. That's all I was going to say. There's monster truck anywhere. I couldn't help it. I like monster trucks. <laughs> Josh. Yeah, dude. I'd say it's fiction, but only because you lied about the last half. No, I I, re, I rebooted. I didn't, I didn't really molest him. But, like, the dude was <laughs> The dude was totally asking for it. Well, he also said you'd call me if you ever did so we could do it. <laughs> you, you remember waiting before you showed up like two minutes later? I was like, I got, I really want to tell you about something, but I'm going to save it for the podcast. Yeah, I remember this. Because you showed up like ten minutes later and we were yeah, about to leave. Uh, uh, Spike, fact or fiction? Looks uh, really small for <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with fact because kids do shit like that. I, I'm I'm eight or nine. Like the, he was taller, way yeah. Like, I'm going to say than fact. Also. Yeah, this, it really happened. This dude, 
Like if if I could if I would have been anywhere, what do you? I believe I believe I stayed like four foot away from. There wasn't a big bathroom. I believe the story because of how condescending you were to the kid. Way to go, buddy! Monster trucks. What are you saying? You look over at the other parents and lame. Who wears monster trucks? It's all about beaver now, And so that's all of our non-magic content. Are you sure? I'm sure that was all of our stories. And everything we're only like two hours into the podcast. coming up on October 9th. Everybody that's not a pro player is probably really excited for these. Would you guys agree with that? I hope yes. so. Sure. Crocus can beat anything. That's right, it can. <laughs> Bounce <laughs> those legendary permanents back to their understands. Chris doesn't know a whole lot about magic, if you can remember that. I got my ass beat by a nine-year-old one time. It really is embarrassing. <laughs> so I lost them. <laughs> now too embarrassed. Spike. So states is going to happen by the time the Oklahoma one's being held at Games HQ in Oklahoma City. Right, and uh, the Kansas one is at the Extinction Center. Bring your Aussie Fox punch cards. Yeah, if you live in the area, definitely. Get those uh, totally. Cards. My next one's free, actually. Really? So, yeah. I, I have one more than I get a free one. Um, I lost mine. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Did you? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I am a, a ordained minister. <laughs> really? No, this isn't a joke. This isn't a bit. Fact. I'm an ordained minister, <laughs> and uh, I do weddings. And I was approached by a couple to do a wedding, that, like um, about five months ago, and I, I agreed to it. I was like, "Yeah, why, yeah, you know, they're nice people, and I like them." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you." And turns out they were getting married on October 9th, so I'm going to be missing states, states that I top eight in last year, and everything. So I'm really kind of upset about it. So it's my turn. Yep, Sam, Sam, I'm down. Better top eight because really. I think I'm the dark horse in this tournament. Absolutely. Just throwing that out there. What yeah. do you mean? What is what is the dark well, horse of it? The any? sleeper. Are you Sam, come on. Like a one cast yeah. cost three three black creature that does two damage to its controller. Yeah. So, so we came up with a. Uh, hey, Sam and I've been doing around. Couldn't kill it. Sam and I've been true. throwing around a white weenie deck that we've been talking about over the phone over and over again. Well, yeah. first I threw out the white weenie to you, and then you threw the white weenie back to me, and then. After throwing that weenie back and forth a few times, we ended up on this deck list. Well, you know when you're done, so we can talk about this. I just want to throw the weenie back and forth. Uh, Dredging from Humor did it their first episode, and I loved it. <laughs> they threw around the weenie deck idea. It was great. So this is my first take on a white weenie deck that I was thinking about. and uh... This is the first big tournament for like the post-rotation with uh, Shards and Inten being out of the format. The first big... I, I Big is big tournament of whatever. I don't know. Uh, and... I'm not going to have a lot of time to acquire a lot of Scars and Mirrodin cards, so I'm trying to look at what my, what's my best bets going into this, and completely having no idea what Medic is going to be like. I just know that there's probably going to be some artifacts right, here so, and there. Right, so. so this is the deck list. Matt is also <laughs> playing a White Weenie deck, so he has a lot of input on this, I think, just from playtesting. Um, 
Mm. Three uh, students of warfare, two core duelist, and um, core duelist is the one casting cost one one if he gets double strike if he's equipped. Yep. Okay. Uh, then three kite cell apprentice. I I love her. I think she's bomb. She's one for one one. If she's equipped, she gets plus one plus one in flying. Plus whatever bonus the equipment gives her. Well, yeah. And uh, then I got uh. two core outfitters. Which, what are the sure? Those come in two, it's a two, two white, white or two two, it's a bear. And when it comes into play, you can equip target equipment to target creature. Awesome. Comes into playability. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, I felt I needed some answers. And uh, core sanctifier, I put three of those in my, Ooh, my first spell in the main deck. I'm thinking four of though. Maybe. <coughs> yeah, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know what the metagame is going to turn out to be that. That's true, my first true, true. <coughs> like I said, first, first draft, and we don't know what we're playing against. Yeah. And we're. Uh, two core, core sky fisher because sometimes it's nice to be able to bounce something, especially like a core outfitter or a stoneforge mystic, which is what my next card. Uh, that's four stoneforge mystics because you want to get those definitely for shizzle. How many sky fishers? I'm sorry. Two. Two sky fishers. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last creature is squadron hawk for us. That's the uh, one 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 colorless for the one one flyer. Whenever you play him, you have to find as many other ones there is in your that is in your deck. And so he always brings buddies. Which brings me to my next card, which is Quest for the Holy Relic. How many? Three, three F. Okay. And it's just an it's a great enchantment. If you haven't really known what this is or checked it out, uh, it's one white, and it says any creature every time you cast a creature, this gets a counter. And when you get to five counters. You sacrifice it, and you look through your library, find the equipment, and put it onto the battlefield and equip it to a target creature that you control. Basically, Josh uh, mentioned this enchantment to me the other day, and he was like, I really think there's something here, because we were talking about uh, that new equipment from Scars. That's the uh, six casting Agadam cost. Six. Armor. Mm-hmm. What is it? The Agadam Armor. Agadam Armor, yes. And uh, how that's such a great piece of equipment. But loving that in my you don't want to pay six for it, so he brought up this this enchantment, and I, and he and he was like, I really think there's something here, and I was like, well, here's here's some ways to play, you know, lots of creatures, skyfisher and uh, the squadron hawk, to throw some counters on that, and you know, get your yeah destroy target permanent like, online real early. You got a lot of little ones, and if you can just find one squadron hawk, you can definitely get the quest for the holy relic up to five can and sacrifice it and swing in with it. And, uh, okay, which I wasn't really done with the deck list. Actually. I know you weren't. I just wanted to stop on that. All right, so after all, all the, it's basically white weenies with equipment. That, that was the idea for the deck. Um, we have two Vassal Scholars, just because I believe that's probably the best um, equipment there is right now. Just the one casting cost two to equip it, and it does everything you want. Uh, one Sword of Vengeance, the plus two, plus zero, oh, Flying Vigilance. <coughs> Is it first strike? Uh, first strike, vigilance, trample, haste. Trample, haste. Wow. Plus two. Is it not flying? No. No, it does not fly. Huh. Yeah, but sometimes you don't want it to because you want those people to block. It's true. Uh, it's three cost, three to equip. Is that right? Yes. <coughs> one sword of vengeance. One agamentum armor, which is what I was talking about, and that's uh, the equipment that says your creature gets plus six, plus six anytime it attacks. Uh, you get to destroy target permanent. And just not even not the permanent. Right. It's Permanent. permanent. This is actually... I Love mean, it. This is the biggest equipment that they've ever made that gives a plus plus. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Well, I know World not. Slayer gave plus five plus five. Right. There was nothing that was a six six and sell this. And, I mean, other than, you know, Sigil of Distinction, which you can you know, get yeah. counters on. Yeah. Which I really like, too. But it's rotating out. <clears throat> it's almost quiet as Spike. I'm going to miss that one. Yeah. And my last card in the uh, main deck is 
Nim Death Mantle, and we all know what that one is. Forecasting uh, costs. Josh is a big fan of this. I'm still on the ropes. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, forecasting costs. Uh, four to equip. No, it's two casting costs. Four to equip. Okay, two casting costs. Four to equip. And entire creature gets plus two, plus two is a is a zombie. And anytime this creature goes to the graveyard, you may pay four colorless to bring that back to the play. Anytime a creature goes to the graveyard from the battlefield, mm-hmm. you, you may pay four colorless to put that creature back it, into play under your control with this equipment on it. Yes, and it, it's a zombie. It comes right back. And that's your sp- addition to its other creature types. So those are my targets that I'm going for. I uh, that's five five targets, but I mean. We might see some artifact hate, and if you do, that's when you go to the uh, sideboard, which I have. You need to put ours up here or there. Well, this is what I'm getting to. Okay. You're gonna f- you're gonna flip flop. You're gonna take out your equipment package, your five cards, and then your uh, stone forge. Yeah, like your stone forges and your outfitters, and maybe not the outf- I mean, maybe not the outfitters, but the stone forges for sure. And um, you're gonna put in the last core sanctifier. And then you're going to put an Inspired Charge on Honor of the Pure. I don't like Inspired Charge. Yes, yes. But you're going to be playing four Honor of the Pures, and if you can get one down and get an Inspired Charge through, your creatures are going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. It just gives a holy strength to all your creatures until end of turn. I like the whole idea of the anamorphic uh, Unholy strength. I do too, but like you should go with like uh, Blade Master in... Oh, I'm sorry. Blade Master is on there. Blade Master, yeah. Because on Blade Master better be in there. Yeah, it is. It's right there. Sorry. I don't know why I missed it. There's, it's a four of actually. Me either. And also White Knight would be great out of the board. And I also want to see Arbiter Master. I was going to say this thing about Arbiter With all those core two casting cre- costs. All two, those two, core creatures. Other core creatures get plus two, plus two for each equipment attached to Arbiter Master. Oh, so he just becomes a target. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, he dies. Like, you can't equip him to save him. I also want to see I, what I side. also two brave the elements in the main deck. I, I missed. What if you put in a? Uh, and I have a uh, whisper silk clove. See, I thought about that too. I like just a I one. I love it, uh, but I don't want to like nothing is big enough without another equipment. So you yeah. would need that and another equipment. Uh-huh. So I don't want to try to do that. Not because you have to. Then you have to do the triggers and everything. Well, I, I, I say if you put that, well. Sinjuri Step is also two of in my land. And, uh, the uh, eight fetches and thirteen planes. No areas. Twenty three lands. Nah, I don't. No crossroads. Me. I better not get the seven lands. Okay. <laughs> well, what I really want, what I really want to see is Sun Titan in the high end. Just like if the game does go that I long. I have no high end, dude. I realize that. My I, yeah, no day of judgment, no condemn. Core uh, sanctifier with a kicker four is the most that this deck is going to go to, and I don't want to get to that really. That's more of an answer. Like if I can't. Oh, so what do you? You there's nothing really there to beat with early gate though. So how are you winning before you get to late gate? Because because yeah. you're going to be having all these creatures out, and by then you can play more defense, and not to mention you've got it, something going. Okay, so they pyroclasm away your board, you and can, then you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It's still. A, I mean, that's why I break the elements in there, in the main deck. Break the elements is good. Amazing. What I what I really I don't know. I I didn't really write out a deck list or anything. But like when I was thinking white weedy, I was thinking uh, more like what more steamlined like the uh, the deck that won the Pro Tour Amsterdam. Like I, I really like the Student of Warfares. That guy's good. Right. Well, well, another thing I wanted to bring was that I wanted to get my Quest for the Holy Relic online. And, like, I have the four uh, 
uh, mystics in there to search out equipments, and if I did, I wouldn't be searching out um, my Agamentum armor. First, I'd, I'd first bring out like the Vassal Scholar and the. Uh, I, I really, sort of vengeance. I really yeah. like that synergy. I really do because you can attack, and whatever creature they don't block, you can sack in response and equip immediately. Have a six-six coming through, and you can. It's like uh, Might of Oaks, basically. Plus, they lose. Well, they don't. They, you, you miss the trigger. But you know what I mean. <sighs> yeah, you yeah. swing in for the win and unexpected, like giant growth, basically. Perhaps, perhaps. Not any changes you would make right off the bat. <clears throat> any cards that maybe he didn't think of that you would like to see, like White Knight off the board, would obviously be a no-brainer. I, well, I have more on the board. I didn't. That was just some of them. I have uh, three condemns, three journeys to nowhere. Uh, to uh, the disenchant, the sword three one. You just showed. Uh, me. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, re I, removal in the sideboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I would just the need tiger just tear that deck up. I don't remember what it was called. White exile target. Disenchant two point oh. Yeah, I like sweetie. Um, any changes? Or, or is there anything you Nothing would want to try? Matt would like four braved elements in the main. <laughs> I know that. That would be something I'd be willing to work. I just didn't want to. I don't know. Sanctifier and braved elements kind of took up the same kind of idea. Just you're kind of you're protecting your creatures, and I didn't want to spend too many spaces on protecting my creatures, so I. So I'd put I don't know Revoke Existence that's an awesome name that's the latest enchant 2.0 thing mm -hmm. sorcery speed <laughs> but better <laughs> well cause it caught yeah of course Nightfires cost what 4 to kick four it to destroy something for a 2-3 White Weenie has always been good historically like a new you, a beginning of a format because are you more afraid of uh, enchantment or Artifacts. Well, there's always enchantments out there that'll just ruin you your day. Because there's that, that there's a, I think there's, there's yeah, three kinds War Priest of Thune. Yeah, so that like and that. it destroys enchantments. But uh, from what I've seen, just more worried about being able to do something about artifacts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because who knows what's going to be out there that's going to run our day. A I mean, lot of all is yeah, new I'm more. I think I'm more likely with Mirrodin coming out that I'm going to see an artifact that deal with. I mean. Even, uh, as I mentioned, like uh, White Winnie historically is really good at the beginning of a new format when you got a new, a big rotation like we've just had, and uh, and then this is the same mindset I took into states last year. I took uh, a White Winnie deck much better than the current White Winnie of last year, so I did horrible. So uh, now that there's not like this a set archetype that that's going to be known going into this tournament, I'm really really like up in the air about what to play and so for, so of course I'm thinking white weenie first but I, I actually did come up with another list that I wanted to run by you Josh uh, is there anything else you want to say about yours before I do this no no I okay. think we said it all okay my white weenie's about seven inches oh that's huh. no weenie sir <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well I first I was thinking okay Mythic right before the rotation was the deck. It was it was obviously the best deck in the format. It was winning everything and had the best showing up at Did the you agree uh, this? You said this twice Open today. Baltimore. About Mythic? Yeah, it won it won nationals. Argue that. that. <laughs> um I, I don't know. I'd say Did you play it a lot, Matt? Did you play against it a lot or anything? A lot. I saw a lot of it at the uh, states that we went to. Yeah, and, and it, it was like almost and it everybody was in top eight. Four, four, four decks of it was in the top yeah. eight. Yeah, of ours. Uh, oh no! <laughs> no, nope. there should have been one more. <laughs> 
That's what I was playing. Uh, <laughs> and I really liked how they turned to Finest Hour there in the end, too. That was pretty great. Uh, but first and second place at the open series, Baltimore, uh, was Mythic, or as some incarnation of. So, that, so that's also why I'm saying this. Uh, so, like, what was so good about that? It was that turn three, you could drop that Sovereigns and then swing in with whatever mana creature you had with the Exalted Trigger and everything and for... 14, 15 damage, you know, turn three. But basically, they're casting a uh, six casting gust spell turn three, and I was like, we can still do that because we still have Cobras and Fetchlands. Not only that, we have these great six casting gust spells in our Titans. So why can't I still do that and just drop a Titan turn three? And I took that mindset and I wrote out this list. And so I got the, I started with the three primeval Titans and three Sun Titans, and I actually started off putting doing it two and three plus Titans. I'm like, what package? How do you lose, right? <laughs> Nine beastie titans. Slow mana. <clears throat> yeah, that's how that's how it would happen. Actually, that's how it does happen. And then, uh, but I cut the I cut the frost titans. And I decided to go just green and white. So I got three primeval titans, three sun titans, and I went up to four bane slayer. And that's that's my high end. Oh well, I won all his dust, but I, that's really an open slot. It really is an open slot. And then I so I kept with uh, four birds of paradise and four cobras. And we don't have hierarchs, and that's obvious. And so I started thinking about what would be, I want another you know, solid mana creep. And, I, and that's why I looked at all the creeps that produce mana, and I came across the uh, Battlements. That's all I wrote down. I don't remember what it's actually called, but the Rise of Eldrazi wall, 0-4. You can tap it for a green mana for every wall that you have, and it costs two, one pillows, one green. So I figured four of those would be really good because, you know, not only are they a wall that can protect you, they can add mana. And when they're Arbor really Elf great... Isn't legal anymore? Did we lose that? What? The Tiger Forest. Yeah, Arbor Elf. Yeah, Arbor Elf can untap Forest. No, I thought about him. He was there. Uh, and, but beside the Battlements, I thought a Four Wall of Omens would be great as well because they're really great target Sun Titan. And next to the Battlements, I get even more mana and more value out of them. Hmm. So with eight walls total, and like I, I shouldn't have to worry about any quick ground crap, and I should be able to ramp nicely. So what do I mean? You guys think that that was wise? And also, I was thinking if I do ramp into the uh, Prime Titan turn through with the Lotus Cobra, and I'm dropping those two lands tapped, that's going to give me two mana. Two mana spells will be a good thing to have. So I, that's what, that was another thought behind the uh, the eight two mana walls. Okay. Well, here's my main. Are you done? Uh, just a couple more. I uh, and I went with two Journey to Nowhere's main deck, two Condemns uh, main deck. And then I, I still had five, because I, I wanted to do a 35-25 cut since I'm doing a, a pretty big high end here. Uh, I went with four naturalizes, just because I'm, I, I figure I need to be ready for that kind of stuff. And, and I'm not sure about naturalize being my one of choice. I might go with Nature's... Spiral? The, the one cast at Nature's Claim. I think that one's really good, too. At the one green to do the same thing. Uh, and then I, and, you know, there's still an open slot there, and I wrote all his dust because I wanted to have a catch-all answer, but I don't know that that's open, you know. That could be something else easily. It could be another Titan, or it could be another creature or something, I don't know. So that's a, that's a 34 card list. Uh, for the sideboard, I thought I'm going to have to be ready for anything. Uh, four Acidic Slimes and four Mold Chamblers. Those are, those are eight, just, or two really awesome solid green creatures that could just uh, get you uh, destroy all those oddball things you can blow up planeswalkers with mold chambler or you can just get artifacts or enchantments with acidic slime uh three day of judgments and four core firewalkers now the one the one deck that i know we're gonna see at states like the, like i said there's really no known archetypes but we're gonna see some sort of red deck 
that mm-hmm. that's again, especially at the beginning of a format, there's going to be a red deck. Absolutely. And not yeah. only not only is there always a red deck, we have Koth. So, Koth is here. And you know, thinking about I got that, my ass beat by Koth at the uh, pre-release. I think I think maybe uh, Firewalker's, Firewalker's main, main deck. Yeah, yeah, me too. I bet I can. Yeah. I just to fill in that slot, or maybe drop uh, a couple things in. Put a few of them in main deck for sure. There. I mean, you still do. Okay, yeah. go ahead, finish us. That uh, that's it. That's that's my main deck sideboard. Right. The lands were easy. I did eight fetch lands because you, you want to have your fetch. Four stirring wild woods, two sun temples, and four something. I say your sideboard's awesome. I really like that. I it's do too. A very solid sideboard. That's something I've always felt really good about. My sideboards, even though I whatever I met a game against usually doesn't turn out um, historically. You have no mid game though. I, that's what, what I was going to say. The mid game comes. Okay, like. this no, is this is a mid range no, no, no. deck. Stop, stop. I know what you're thinking, and you, that you're always going to ramp. That you're not always going to ramp. You need a mid game. Well, I know, but okay. If I need it, I, that's need, why I'm running 25 lands. Five, I want to hit my land drops. I mean, five, mythic. Five or six things to happen in the mid game. Mythic ran not its reliquary. Exactly. He was the mid game. Also ran Rock Swarmuck sometimes. And also, well, not any. Oh, oh, the very early versions ran Rock Swarmuck. Yeah, even dropped on the test. Basically, what we're saying is you're playing a creature on turn. Uh, a three casting house creature or a four casting house creature that has to be done something to be done about or not even necessarily a creature but something that they have to worry about yes and because I, I know like I see you just putting that stuff out and nothing else to deal with I'm getting rid of your cobras your right. birds whatever and that's fine if, if that's what they're doing on those turns that's fine I'm going to get that turn five and drop that bane slayer you and then know, now you have to or deal with that you get to turn five and draw a bird or here's even worse they or have, with, with uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. they have bird and they have creatures there's good or bad and worse and um, what creatures I'm not, I don't know what titans is, their own titans frost titans <laughs> they're not better what titans. I'm saying they're not going to win you're not going to win with your birds and your, your, your lotus that's or, true that's true like the, I think you have to wait. For, I think you need something to build to that a little less slow and have something like Josh said mid game. Yeah, you, if I what creature is there? I, I thought about this. And shit and be What's a great three drop in these colors? I, I've been I've been working on this. You guys hate this card, Muldai Chandlers, it's and it's mana ramp. It's a five five on. But it's only mana ramp if you have a land that's your library. Um, let me think real quick. It's a five, 5 if you don't have well, a land. Well, you're playing mostly lands mostly and creatures. Mostly creatures, I see. Exactly. If it's I five, five, any or, one of these eight cards being or journeys condemned or naturalized. Color. What colors are we working with? White and green, and white. green and white. Is, yeah, because like I said, I was torn between either going blue for Frost Titan or red for Inferno Titan. What's I a, just kept all that nonsense. casting cost white creature that's good? Knight Extemplar is the first one that comes to my mind. No, but want, he's not fitting in this deck. You want uh, something with a little evasion or a lot of body. Is there any three casting cost flyers? There's yeah, there's lots of them. Wild Griffin. <laughs> uh, actually worth playing though. It's, I mean, that's what you want to look for. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I I was, I've been thinking that myself. That would be my first choice to be a three a casting. Three casting cost. Find yeah. me a good solid mid game here, and I think this Four is a great cost. deck. Is that a little too high? I want like I would like to do like three of the threes and two of the fours. Like that that's what I would run in this. And or and I know it's stupid. I'm gonna say Linvala mainboard. I'm, I've, I've been saying that all week, dude. <laughs> I've been saying that all week. Maybe, I mean, I'm a hater on it. Josh, Josh is, it. yeah, he's a poo when it comes to the Limbala. But, I mean, not only did she shut down half the shit that we know about, all the shit that we might not know about, she could very well, like... And she's 3-4, she's like, not getting bolted, she's the flyer. She's just getting flame slashed. <laughs> How many are you talking about? When I... Three. When three, I was three, thinking about... 
So when I was thinking about Naya for the three slot, I thought, well, Sagershock will be perfect. Yeah. Or, I don't know, what about levelers? Is there any good wider green levelers that aren't really color dependent that could fit that, that fill that, that, that that's slot? Good, that's a very good point. Student of Warfare? Student, but he's very white. Dependent. What's the green one? The, uh, the best green one? Well, all the green ones are the ones. Green? Oh, that's right, they're just doing dumb tokens. Yeah. But the, the, the elephant one, is that, what's the kind He saves a one one. Tusk mask. No, what it's it, only a two casting. What's it, is it a two drop, and what's the level? Cost, uh... Matt has some in his deck there. Two to level? So, yeah. So you can put it on level two by the time it's actually activated. Um, three threes. They just eat so much mana, but... I I, mean, okay, I could see that. That's something to play with anyway. But yeah, that's something. Or maybe even a Leatherback Bayloth. Just so, you need something that has to be done about. Uh, leatherback, I've been thinking about. That would not be too hard. Mm-mm. Trip Green isn't too hard when you're playing Green. Yeah. With my with the fetches and... Yeah. I could just cut a, a couple of fetches and run more duels. Well... Or your Jar Jar Speaks. Uh, you can't do that because <laughs> it has Shroud. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm working for Wizards R&D, right? I get the job because they're doing this uh, new... What is, the, what is it new called? Designer the, search. The, 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 the designer search, too, and whatnot. And I'm working for Wizards R&D. And uh, they step before me and they're like, we need you to design the next Planeswalker. And I'm like, done. I have eight ideas. All you gotta do is pick one. All you gotta do is pick one, but pick this one. This is the one I choose. Adolf it's, Hitler. It's Adolf. Hates a... a was that too much? Did yes, I go too far? I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Do we well, ever go too far? The heat of the, and what his ultimate is, is you remove uh, 12. He doesn't have loyalty counter. He call, he, he has... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But basically, he gives you an emblem that, uh, that permanent you control game banding. You get an emblem. You get to wear a pin on your shirt because they're thinking about making these emblems as pins you can wear in your shirt or on your pl- on your playlist. Really? Yeah, really seriously, that. this is something they're, 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 they're probably are going to print, and so you can band all your lands together or whatever you under your enchantments or I don't know. Next time we'll talk Josh, about banding. <laughs> Music for Raiders of Fairy's Puzzle Box is provided by Hearts for Hire. You can find them on Facebook, Hearts for Hire.